1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Second to None podcast. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Tavarius King once again on the Believe Podcast Network and streaming on the 365 Sports YouTube channel. And this is the show that brings you all things SEC football related. And we are excited once again to be bringing you coverage of an upcoming week of SEC action. TK, it is Week eleven, man. Can you believe how fast this season is blowing by on us here?
2: Yeah, man. Time time flies when you're having fun. And and obviously it's been a fun year to be a dog. So so yeah, it's been flying. It's been flying for sure, man. But uh we gotta we gotta still got a lot of good football to talk about. Uh we were talking about it a little bit before the show, but man, there's the West is just uh it's just wild right now. It's the wild, wild west right now. So it's um it makes it a little bit a little bit more fun to talk about, a little bit more fun to watch on the weekends for sure.
1: No doubt, and if you're just joining us for one of you know the first times here, do not forget when TK says "we," when he's talking about Georgia, he truly means "we" because he was a Georgia Bulldog great. He's one of the I think he's the fourth all-time leading receiver for the University of Georgia. Also played in the NFL as well, so the man knows what he's talking about on some football cool. here a little bit. So open up those ears this morning, and we're going to talk a little bit of SEC uh, football, um, but. You know, first, TK, as always, we have to uh, thank our sponsor here, which is uh, Bet Online. But, TK, man, when you talk about betting and stuff, I don't know that I would have bet that the uh, college football playoff rankings would have came out like they did uh, last night. And you and I are going to get to that right after we get this word from um, Bet Online. And, TK, uh, man, there's so much going on in the world of sport right now, whether it's Seth. Steph Curry dropping 50, you know, 50 points on people's heads over there. Or uh, there's a fight coming up between um, Dante or Darren Williams and Frank Gore that now has, uh, you know, odds on it and all that kind of stuff, man. It is crazy what's going on in the world of sports. Anything you want to bet on, though, you can do it over on. Bet online and Bet Online it remains the number one spot for basketball and football action, most certainly. And you can head on over to the new website, uh, updated desktop or mobile website, to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Believe Fifty. That's B L E A V five zero to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games like. Like I said, that special fight with De'Aaron and Williams. So you got an NFL guy and an NBA guy going there, De'Aaron Williams, and Frank Gore, all kinds of crazy stuff for this 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And TK, kind of where everything starts and ends in college football, you know, when you talk about getting a chance to – Play for at all is those college football uh, playoff rankings, and wanted to throw those up here uh, on the screen for you guys. Share the screen a little bit here, and uh, if you're watching on the 365 Sports YouTube channel, of course, last night the 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 playoff ranking committee uh, comes out and drops another top 25, and you see here's the the top eight. And when and this is a show that focuses mostly on SEC. And we will. We're going to preview Georgia at Tennessee, Texas a and at Ole Miss and Arkansas versus LSU today. But we did want to touch on these playoff rankings real quick. So TK, you see the top eight there. For those listening via podcast, I'll read them off. Georgia, Alabama, Oregon and Ohio State. Those are the top four in that order. Cincinnati uh, is the first one on the outside looking in. Michigan right behind them at six, even though Michigan State is at seven, and Michigan State beat Michigan a couple weeks ago, Oklahoma at eight. So, TK, what is your reaction to the second round of college football playoff rankings?
2: Uh oh, it's a little wacky. I know we talked about it being um, about more more so of a power ranking than, than, than anything, but if you watched last week's game, if you watched LSU stick it to Alabama last week, if you watched how they stuck it to them – then where's LSU on this, this, this (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Cause, cause uh, Alabama Alabama did not, did not play good. They didn't look like, in my opinion, the number two team in the nation. Um, And if we're going on down the list, Oregon, I don't necessarily think they play anybody. Ohio state is probably, probably needs to be in that two spot. um, Just from the way that they look, uh, the way that they played Cincinnati, uh they've been rolling obviously but they don't play anybody either. <laughs> but in the, uh,
1: the last 3 weeks I mean they've played all teams with losing records and they've won by one one score. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so so and then 6 and 7 is just kind of crazy to me. Um you just watched last week what what happened what took place Mel Tucker um did in the, in the Spartans did a, a heck of a job uh against Michigan and I, so I don't know how 6 and 7 are kind of flopped there but um oklahoma i think i think they're i think oklahoma's good but just kind of like cincy bro they struggled with some folks too so it's yeah. it's it kind of puts a uh throws a monkey wrench in things but overall bro that that the one spot's right everybody knows that, that one spot's right but you could just you could kind of just throw something at the wall and hope it sticks with everybody else bro. well
1: that's kind of what the chairman said. He said two through six. He said it's really kind of a logjam, and it, that all is going to play itself out because Ohio State still has to play um, Michigan uh, and Michigan State. They have to they have to play <clears throat> both of those teams. Also. You're going to see Oklahoma uh, has their opportunity. I think this week they play Baylor. They have Oklahoma State. And then, uh, you know, Texas A&M is there at, at 11, Ole Miss at 15. And, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're going to play each other this week. So there's going to be some shakeup here in the top 15 uh, before you know it. But we did want to throw that up there and just kind of give um, our opinion on the series. There's CFC.
2: some teams in that top 10 that can't beat Texas A&M.
1: Yeah, it, the, i put out a tweet last night i said i said texas a&m's 11 i said they beat every team ahead of them and oh wait they did beat number two already so yeah, uh you hey, know there's
2: some teams there's some teams up there like so yeah bro it's chris it's wild
1: yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens with all that uh, alabama definitely has a lot to prove going in they'll have uh arkansas like i said we're gonna in a couple weeks they'll have arkansas They they get a they get a cupcake this week. Uh, then they're gonna an FCS team, I think, and then they're gonna play. Um, uh, th- then they're gonna play Arkansas in uh, two weeks, and then the Iron Bowl after that. So Alabama, if they get into that SEC championship game, they will definitely earn their way in there because mm-hmm. you know Sam Pittman and company aren't gonna be uh, laying down for them, and neither will the the Iron Bowl, especially being over there at Jordan Air Stadium. But for now, TK, we're going to start off talking about. Georgia, The Georgia Bulldogs, a 20-point favorite on the road at Rocky Top, Tennessee. Uh, And the over-under on this game is 56-and-a-half. This is the 3.30 Eastern game of the week on CBS. And Tavares, uh, you know, when the number one-ranked Georgia Bulldogs, uh, Georgia Bulldogs in general, go up to Tennessee, I mean, there's always crazy things that can happen in Knoxville. But uh, as of late, Georgia has dominated this rivalry, but a little bit different vibe with uh, Josh Heupel uh, at the at the helm there for Tennessee. A, a, a Tennessee team that is starting to believe a little bit in what their head coach is preaching.
2: As they should, bro. Um, as they should. Josh Heupel's got a roller. Um, you know their their trajectory is is on the rise. They've got a good quarterback. They've got a quarterback that they believe in. They got a quarterback that. That's doing some great things for them. and with that, they've got guys around them. We mentioned it uh, on the last show: uh, Peyton, Bayless Jones. Um, He's—they've he's, got—they've got pieces, so they should feel good. Um, but I don't know how good how good you're gonna feel on Saturday. Um, you know, going up against a, a team that's that's giving up six point six points a game. Um, I mean, our I, I looked at it. Our our secondary is playing. Really well too. So, so that's that is the matchup that I'm intrigued in. Um, is how we can cover those guys out wide. Um, obviously, I know that we're going to get to the quarterback. We're going to force Hendon Hooker to make some mistakes. Uh, we're going to be in his face. That's what we do. Now, they again they've got they've got some special cats out there. They've got some some guys that can do some special things. So I'm excited to see those matchups. Akili Ringo, see how he looks out there against against a guy like a Bayless Jones.
1: Yeah, I mean whether it whether it's Peyton, uh, Jones, Hillis, I mean, they have receivers they got, they have out there. Well. They got receivers out there who are are big, uh, have strong hands, you know, go up and win 50-50 balls. Um, and w- if you miss a tackle, they can they can take it to the house on you. Having said that, I think Georgia is one of the you know better tackling teams in the entire country. They actually had maybe one of their worst tackling games against Missouri and Um, you know, when something like that happens, you know, Kirby smart, uh, you know, when you're able to win a game 43 to six TK, and you have some mistakes that you can uh, go in there and chew people's butt on and practice the next week. That's like a coach's dream. You know, he's, he's able to say, look. You won the game like this, but look what happened. If you're playing a good team, you know all that. You you've been in those film sessions before. Mm-hmm. You know those coaches love pointing out some of that.
2: Hey, man, it's it's about it's about perfection, bro. I mean, nobody's perfect, but but you can tr- you can shoot for it.
1: Yeah, Georgia's shoot playing. Georgia is competing. Uh, Kirby Smart says it all the time against their standard, right? They're trying to uh, compete against their standard. So I think what this game is going to boil down to is is Tennessee. A lot of people want to talk about those receivers and stuff, which we have. We've pointed out that Tennessee has a talented receivers. Hendon Hooker's doing a good job delivering the ball down the field. But if Georgia is able to make Tennessee one dimensional, as they've done everyone else uh, this year, and not allow them to run the football, they had 145 rushing yards against Kentucky. Not a stellar output, but just enough to make you, you know, honor the box and honor the run. Mm-hmm. Ten, Kirby Smart said Tennessee is going to be stubborn with the run. They're going to try to keep pounding it. If Georgia's front seven is able to uh, beat, you know, five with four up there, if they're able to uh, beat six with five, you know, lesser numbers, and then and keep more on the back end, I think Tennessee is going to find it hard to get some of those explosive plays. Tavars, they had 13 minutes of possession. In that game versus Kentucky, Kentucky had the ball for forty six of the sixty, <laughs> for forty six some odd minutes of the sixty minutes, and uh, also had six hundred and twelve yards of offense against Tennessee in that game. I think if you give Georgia uh, that kind of opportunity, I don't know how much they'll see the ball. I, I like uh, I like this game maybe to start off close for a little while, and then and then Georgia to uh, pull away, you know, late with. Uh, you know, mid-second quarter on, kind of as they've done uh, in in some other games this year, just with their, you know, depth and the overall athleticism and, and roster talent. I like them to win. I'm going to take Georgia to cover the spread, win 38-13 over Tennessee. So I'll be on the on the under. Uh, what are your thoughts on the outcome of this game?
2: Yeah, I I definitely um, agree with you there. It'll be interesting to see how how Josh Heupel attacks attacks this defense if he's going to slow the game down or if he's going to do what he does and try to you know get these guys tired by you know going tempo going some nascar um but i'm with you man i i think i'm gonna take the under uh, as well um with the dogs taking this thing 35, 35 to 10 um
1: just slightly with, on the under just slightly
2: yeah yeah just just a, just a slight but but yeah man i think i'm gonna take the under i think we get it done in knoxville
1: no doubt, and uh, you know when you said earlier that that the team Tennessee believes in their quarterback Hidden Hooker, uh, I think that that's something you're starting to see in the Georgia quarterback as well. I think that the the team uh, is believing in Stetson Bennett, and yeah, JT Daniels got to play last week, and I'm sure he's going to continue to to find opportunities to get in games and stuff. But I think it's quite evident right now that Stetson Bennett is the is the quarterback that gives uh, Georgia kind of the most opportunities on their offense right now, both with his legs and delivering the ball down the field. And he's getting some weapons, you know, back now with uh, Jermaine Burton and Arian Smith. So it's going to be exciting to see what the Georgia offense does in this game as well.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, yeah, Uh, Kentucky hung 42 on them. So if they can do that, let's see what we can do.
1: Uh, People forget that Tennessee, these are the top two offenses in the SEC because Tennessee averages 38.2 points a game. Georgia is – well, I think Georgia's right behind Ole Miss, actually. So, uh, two of the top three offenses in the SEC. But Georgia's at 38.4 points per game. So, they actually average more points per game than Tennessee does. Um, But the difference is, TK, like you said, that defense – Uh, Tennessee allowing 28.2 points per game, Georgia measly 6.6. So a little contrast to styles there, uh, and we will see what happens here. But I think two big, you know, stats that should alarm Tennessee fans is that last week Hendon Hooker got sacked several times against Kentucky, and Kentucky's front is just not Georgia's front. And then also when you – They run a uh,
2: three-man front.
1: Yeah, and when you talk about when you talk about Kentucky racking up 612 yards of offense against uh, against Tennessee, Kentucky's not an offensive juggernaut by any means. So it's definitely some stuff that both teams need to get uh, cleaned up heading into this one. But it'll be a fun one to watch. And now, TK, the second preview we're going to do is the Texas A&M Aggies, two and a half point favorites, traveling to Oxford to take on the excuse me to take on the Lane Train. Uh, that is, um, a seven o'clock Eastern kickoff 55 and a half is over under. Um, so TK, you've got a red hot, uh, Texas A&M team fresh off, uh, winning the Alabama state championship after they've taken uh, out Alabama and Auburn this year. So they are the, they, you know, Texas A&M owns the state of Alabama in 2021. Uh, and now you have, uh the old miss rebels trying to make sure they defend the the home turf there in the state of mississippi what do you think about just first observations this matchup between the aggies and the rebels on saturday
2: i think it's a good matchup i think it's a good matchup against two teams that have in the past two weeks shown that they're playing you know better football um i think it's a good matchup at at the, at the quarterback position um Zach Calzada's grown up a lot this year I think he grew up a lot in that Bama game um and he's been playing progressively better and better uh but on the other side of that you got a guy like Matt Corral who's got weapons 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 and Watermeyer and Drummond um and then I and I think that at at the end of the day that that that's a little too much for for Texas A&M um although bro they're they're their ends, both of them. I like both of them. Their ends are nasty. So I mean, Ole Miss definitely has their work cut out for them, but it's at home. Um, again, they're playing. They're playing really well. Matt Corral's playing, playing unbelievable. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think they. I think they get it done, man. I think they get it done. I think that their. I think that their defense is played played a lot better as well. So yeah, I think they get it done.
1: Yeah, they did. I mean, they did. You know, slow down. And Malik uh, Willis, uh, you know, who's probably going to be one of the uh, top picks in the NFL draft this upcoming year. But they struggled with, uh, you know, Auburn uh, two weeks ago, losing, losing to, losing to Auburn. So we'll see. uh, We'll see if that how that carries over and translate. I think the thing you got to, you know, look at there is the toughness factor, right? You know, Lane Lane Kiffin and company are known as this, uh, you know, high high tempo. You know, razzle dazzle spread oh, yes. offensive type stuff. Sometimes TK people can think that tends to translate to a lack of uh physicality at times, a lack of toughness, stuff like that. Well, that's all that Jimbo Fisher and them are gonna bring. They're gonna just bring a you know, 50 gallon drum of, you know, butt whooping over there to try to <laughs> try to uh take take care of people, um, you know, with that tough front seven to Marvin Leal that they've got. They've got Green uh, and company up front on the offensive line that are just really starting to come into their own. You you, you know you got Spiller and A Chain that are running the ball well. Zach Calzada is becoming a legend. You know limping off the field on these games, and they bring him back like a war hero in there for uh, for the game, and they end up winning games and stuff. So, um, but their defense really did the heavy lifting there against. Um, Auburn. I don't even think there was an offensive touchdown scored in that game against Auburn in that twenty to three victory. I think, I think Bo Nix and his little uh, Burger King hands, as you said on your hey. on your tweet, he dropped that ball and uh, they they took it took it back the other way. So, um, you know, we will see. Uh, kind of, it's a contrast of styles, right? I think uh, Texas A&M wants to control the clock. They want to control the tempo of this game. Ole Miss wouldn't mind if it turned into a shootout because I don't think they think Texas A&M can, uh, you know, score with them in a hurry like, uh, like they would like to do. But I think that Jimbo Fisher and company uh, need to be able to prove they've, they've had two big home victories this year, right? They need to prove that they can, uh, you know, go on the road and, and take care of business. In, in that way, in an environment in Oxford that I'm sure, uh, that, you know, it's a night game in Oxford, TK. You say, you know, uh, you know, those Rebel fans are going to be uh, going to be lit. They're going to have they're going to have a little liquid courage in them. They're going to be they're going to be amped up a little bit for that game
2: from coming from the, the
1: grove. Coming from the Grove, so, uh, so some tailgating will have transpired, no doubt. And uh, so we'll, we'll see. It's going to be a loud environment for Zach Calzada. Um, so we we shall see overall, TK, with Texas A&M being a two-and-a-half point favorite, over or under is 55-and-a-half. What is your uh, prediction of the outcome for Texas A&M at Ole Miss?
2: Uh, You said something there that, that, that got me thinking. Um, I do think Ole Miss pulls it out. Um, for sure. But <sighs> Isaiah Spiller's a baller, bro. They're gonna they're gonna have their work cut out for him with him. Um, and 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 again, that defense has has been known to struggle. So I think it's gonna be a little closer, um, a little close one. I'm, I'm taking Ole Miss at home. little Vegas. They get three points from from old TK. (laughs) 38-35,
1: so you're definitely hitting the over on this one. I think think you're right. If it gets to be a high-scoring affair like that, then I think Ole Miss definitely has the advantage in this because of their style of play and things of of that nature. Um, I think that, you know, DeMarvin Leal, uh, we're going to see NFL talent versus NFL talent here, you know, because Matt Corral – uh, I hope he's playing for the Atlanta Falcons next year. That's, a, you know, my, my Atlanta Falcons, I'd love to see him uh, over there. I know Matt, Matty Ice needs somebody. Matty Ice is getting up there in Tk he, He's going to need an understudy here after a few you need years. You to take you somebody know. under his wing. Yeah, take somebody under his wing. Uh, let Matt Corral learn the ropes from old Matty Ice over there. But, uh, no, I, I think he he this could be an opportunity against a number 11 team in the country, like you said, Matt Corral, this could be a Heisman-type moment for him, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think some of the shine is off of Bryce Young after his performances the last couple of weeks, right? I mean, he's, he's had some struggles, things like that. So we'll see if Matt Corral is able to capitalize on Kenneth Walker, even for uh, Michigan state, he was climbing up the rankings. They lost to Purdue. So that Heisman race is wide open. Um, So we'll see if he has his Heisman type moment here. Um, But I just think that the physicality that Texas A&M is going to bring to this game is going to be too much. I think they're going to be able to run the ball against that three, two, six type defense uh, that, that old miss, Employees, they're going to have to really change up their fronts and, and run blitzes and things like that to stop it, I believe. So I think they just end up controlling the tempo of the game. I barely like them to, to, to cover the spread. I do think it's a close game, especially with it being at – Mississippi, but I think the legend of Zach Calzada grows in this one. Who knows? He his his leg was hurt one time. His shoulder. Who knows? He may he may break you know three fingers on his on his hand. They <laughs> pop them joints back into so you, place. You gonna go
2: out there throwing lefty, huh?
1: No doubt. He pull a Jared Lorenzen <laughs> and switch that ball on you. You know the big big doughboy over there and, and uh, put it in there that used to play for Kentucky. But um, I mean, when you look at it, TK points per game in this one uh, in this matchup. Ole Miss is averaging 37.8 points per game. Like I said, they're first in the SEC, Georgia's second, uh, Texas A&M 28.6. So it's definitely a contrast to styles, but that defense for Texas A&M, they're only allowing 14.7 points per game, and Ole Miss 27 points per game. So I'm going to go right here in the middle. I'm going to say Texas A&M wins this one on a – on a field goal late I'm gonna say that they hold this one down I'm gonna go take the under and I'm gonna say uh Texas Am covers the spread by just that half point wins 27 24 uh over in Oxford so you and I are splitting on this one we uh we're gonna go eat dinner here soon whoever whoever comes out of the outcome of this one will we'll be buying this week just start off I'm with, with
2: one. I'm, I'm with that and it's, and it's three points you, Okay, I'm with
1: you. Yeah, yeah, three points. We're both three points. We're just saying who's going to win. We both got – you got a three-point victory for Ole Miss. I got a three-point victory for Texas A&M, so we shall see there. And the last game this week that we're going to cover is number 25, and, yes, Arkansas. Uh, They're bowl-eligible, TK. They're up to – they're ranked 25th in the college football playoff rankings. Who would have thought in the second year of Sam Pittman after that train wreck that Chad Morris had – uh, over at Arkansas, that the Razorbacks would be in this situation, but here they are after they were a forty-point underdog against LSU two years ago when LSU won their national title. Now they're a two and a half point betting favorite on the road. What a turnaround for Sam Pittman!
2: Yeah, man, what a turnaround! Uh, what a guy! Um, and 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 what kids? Because it's 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 you got to do the work. And a lot it. of it's
1: those same kids that were getting their brains right, beat in by right. North Texas over right. there, you know, two years right. ago.
2: Right. So, so what what kids to to be determined and resilient, bro? Because it's it's tough getting being on a losing team. I've been on losing teams in the league. It's tough, bro. It's tough to, to keep that fight and to keep that uh you know <clears throat> that hunger about you. And they've done that. They've and, and I think I talked about it last episode. They've taken on, you know, the character of their coach. They, they really have. They're a hard-nosed, gritty, tough team. And, uh, you know, hats off to Sam Pittman for for bringing that culture in there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, I mean, um,
1: my man's talking about how at Georgia uh, he ripped his uh, bicep picking up his bulldog for a, uh, for a recruiting video that he was <laughs> doing one of those. Yes, sir. So, uh, I mean, uh, this is a man who just loves college football, and you can see it, you know, that's – he talked about, hey, I still had to get that recruiting video out there, even though I popped my uh, bicep. You know, So he's going to recruit his heart and soul out for Arkansas. I think that's why you see them there is because those players are just buying in, like you said, to not only Sam Pittman's uh, X's and O's, but also just he. they can tell he believes in them as, as people. Um, and we'll see here if it's enough. Uh, LSU, obviously, uh, playing better. They were able to compete well against uh, Alabama. They came, TK, they were inside the 10-yard line, had an opportunity to, to, to score, to take the lead against, uh, against Alabama. So um, do you think that carries over? Or do you think LSU just kind of got up for, uh, for Alabama and now they're back to uh, the kind of the land of misfit Tigers over there under Ed Orgeron?
2: Uh, no I, I think that they want to play good I think that they want to play good for themselves I think they want to put pl- send coach o out um, you know on a good note um so I think they want to play good that front seven has been playing their their bus off um, and they're depleted so it's kind of it's kind of crazy that, that whole defense has been playing their bus off and they're depleted um so it's kind of crazy but on that note um being depleted, uh, I think I think my guy KJ Jefferson and and Traylon Burks I think they they're, they're too much for them I think that honestly they they're they're too much for them and uh although this is at LSU at night and they gonna be sauce the balls
1: no doubt Baton Rouge uh, at night is is yeah. a, is one of the toughest environments you can go into
2: yeah no it's it's unreal it's a it's a fun place to play super fun place to play um. But no, they're gonna be turned up down there, them Cajuns. So um, I expect it to be a hostile environment. But KJ Jefferson's been been playing really well, been carrying this team. He Started off the year um, looking like a leader, and it's that's my thing. He's progressively stacked, you know, good games, good weeks, and 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 or to this point. And you said it; they're bowl eligible. So man, it's it's exciting to be a Razorback. I'm sure over there right now.
1: Uh, what's your – what's going to be – what do you think the score? you like the spread over under? What's your take on this one?
2: Um, let me see. I, I I think that the Arkansas Razorbacks sneak out of there 28 to 21.
1: Yeah, so, so you're on the under this week on that one, but you do think they cover the spread. Here's the thing with uh, – the reason I, I wanted to preview this game is because, like I said – Next week, Arkansas faces Alabama. So I think, you know, off the heels of LSU pushing Alabama to the limit, let's see uh, what Arkansas does with LSU. I know one thing. I bet you uh, Dominic Johnson, Traylon Smith, and Raheem Sanders plus KJ Jefferson will add up to rush for more than six yards of rushing Against the LSU defensive front, like Alabama did, Alabama KJ has,
2: might get that on the first one of these.
1: No doubt on a, yeah. on a pull, they may. Who knows? They may just say, you know what, boys, we're gonna see if they can hold it. Sam Pittman. I can see him saying, you know what, nope. we're gonna see if they can hold us to six yards of rushing, and we're no, gonna he gonna,
2: he gonna he gonna pound it. He gonna okay. he gonna pound it now. That's, uh, that's but like I said, w-
1: whether it's Dominic Johnson, whether uh or whether it's Dominic Johnson, whether it's Traylon. Uh, Burks getting to run, run the ball a little bit, Traylon Smith, Traylon Burks, they'll use him on inner rounds and all that kind of stuff. Get him involved. Raheem Sanders thing. is a freshman who's run the ball a lot, Traylon Smith. Um, so I think the rushing attack is what I want to see. And I think that's going to give us a little glimpse of to how does Arkansas compete against uh, Alabama a couple of weeks from now? I think Arkansas takes care of business here. And I think, I think in, in doing so, in Baton Rouge, TK is going to be a statement win for Sam Pittman. And I think they're going to send a little message to Nick Saban and company saying, hey, it ain't going to be a, a cakewalk when you take on uh, Pig Suey here in a couple of weeks. So um, I'm going to take uh, KJ Jefferson to have a huge game in this one with his legs and also. Uh I like the matchup of Traylon, you know, that's the one thing that Alabama was able to do to LSU last week. They were able to beat their secondary over the top. I don't think, even though Jameson Williams is a great receiver, I don't think he's any better of a receiver than than Traylon Burks. I think Traylon Burks may be the, be the best receiver in the entire SEC, him and Wandell Robinson. So I'm gonna say uh Traylon Burks has has a game to remember here. And uh you're gonna talk about in this in this rivalry game. I, I like Arkansas to to come out and uh, take care of business. I'm going to take Arkansas to put up some points in this one, uh, TK. I'm going to say Arkansas wins 34. I'm going to take Arkansas to win 34 to 24 over LSU. I'm just barely, just barely on the, on the under, on the under there. So, uh, you know, but this is 730 kickoff. Like I said, night game, Baton Rouge, it'll be fun to watch and, uh, you know, we both agree that Pig Suey will take care of business. So that is our week 11 preview show here. We hope that you enjoy the content that we are putting out, guys. Uh, We're on the 365 Sports YouTube channel each week. We do a Sunday night reaction show, and we do an episode uh, middle of the week here for previews. So make sure you hit the subscribe button. Turn on notifications. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all those different places. Search TK's name. My name, uh, my Twitter handle is at bgilmer 18 TK's is at TKUNODOS. That's T-K-U-N-O-D-O-S. And uh, you can follow the show using at sec uh, two underscore none on Twitter. So uh, TK, as always, the show. You know, we want to thank Bet Online again for sponsoring the show. We appreciate that. And you know, ready for another exciting week of football here.
2: Yeah, bro, we got a good one, bro. Tam, you Ole Miss, Arkansas, LSU, I think are are some headliners. Um, obviously, the Dogs in Knoxville. But we definitely got some good ones, man. Looking to see how this thing shakes up.
1: Yeah, and also uh, a game that we're not really previewing this week, Mississippi State and Auburn, I think, play this week as well. So that'll be that'll be a good one as well. But for Tavares King, uh, I am Blaine Gilmer, and we will catch you next time, guys, on the second-to-none podcast.